0: Right, Tom we get to talk about a United victory
1: dad's army did it I know this is amazing isn't it I was on last time I was on we won as well so this is beautiful lucky like charm yeah who knew Juan
0: Mata could play like, all those debates over all those years should should Mata play off the wing or should he play as number 10 definitively answered in his final game at Old Trafford at least final game for United at Old Trafford yeah number ten. He it was great we should
1: we should build the team around him. I like... should
0: do sprightly, sprightly youngsters like Wan Mata, Nemanja Matic. He was also good. Ronaldo, who scored, and Edison Cavani, who finally decided he's fit.
1: Yeah, yeah awesome. got a lovely reception. Ronaldo was awesome as well today. He was very good. Yeah, I, mm. I love to dump on
0: on him if I've got the chance, but he worked hard. His movement was good. Scored a scored a goal from the spot. Had one chalked out. So yeah, all
1: round good stuff. Yeah, and just some lovely flicks. And the whole team were were playing some really slick football at times. Like, Mata, <laughs> as we joked, like, Mata was at the heart of a lot of this stuff. And Oh, sure, yeah. Bruno, Ronaldo, Alanga. Just, just some lovely football. Like, one touch, beautiful interplay, which almost, like, made you think that Ten Hag was already in charge, like some of it. Some of the time, <laughs> I was like, Are these guys just have they just been like playing around all year? And then, as soon as like Ten Hag it gets announced, then they're like, Yeah, we can play Ten Hag football straight away. We don't even need coach.
0: Exactly. What, what were we calling it? Because we had Oli ball. Is it Ten Ball? Hag ball? Yeah, hu-
1: so. Hogism. 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 <laughs>
0: Yeah, okay. hugs him after that first goal. I tell you, it's good. <laughs> lovely ball from Delo into into the channel, and uh, Alenga uses his pace. He used his pace really well tonight.
1: Mm-hmm. I thought.
0: It, it, when the ball's in front of, Vragnick talked about it uh, a couple of presses ago. He said the ball's got to be in space for him, and he wants to run onto it. And it's very true. He's much better like that. And uh, caught it. Great ball back, and the finish. Beautiful goal.
1: Yeah, it was. Delo played a few nice passes like that and he was he was really good tonight, as as good as maybe I've ever seen him for United. Yeah, it was a great ball to Alanga and Alanga's I think well when we weren't great a few a few games ago, when well, we've not been great for a while, but he went kind of through a bit of a fallow period. But when he's good he's good and I've been really impressed with what I've seen from Alanga this season. He reminds me of Pedro when he was a little bit younger, like Right, a little, a little bit raw and and sloppy on the ball, but I, I guess that, that you can put that down to his youth. But his intelligence and his, his work rate is awesome, and and he's he's really two footed as well. Like I love how he can yeah. dribble with both feet, which is really cool. Like he can just take it on his left if he needs to, or or take it on his favoured right. Um, yeah, it's almost like his intelligence and in it, it is more of his mentality, which is the the most impressive thing at this point. And at nineteen, that is yeah super in, encouraging.
0: Yeah, I, I agree that he's a little untidy, but get the ball into the right spaces. I don't know whether the technique can be coached, but he's got mm-hmm. time on his side. And he's a wide forward. I think the comparison of Pedro is nice, actually. I mean, if he gets his goal return, Pedro at Barcelona, he had several. I think yeah. I'm right in saying he had more than one plus goal season, didn't he? So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, he dropped off after a good start. If he has a good finish for the season, great. He was very good tonight, I thought. Very bright, especially that first half. It was interesting that, as you say, a lot of the interplay was really nice. The one-touch football. It's true for the goal that was ruled out as well, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Mata, Bruno. Mata putting on the afterburners, those little legs. <laughs> blur of <laughs> blur of Diddy legs. And Ronaldo just going a fraction too early. So, millimetres.
1: Yeah, I I, I think... I don't know if you can, like, you can't criticize Ronaldo for a lot tonight because, like I said, he was awesome and some of the flicks and the stuff were were great and, like you said, he worked really hard as well. But I feel like you can potentially criticize him for that goal. It's like you you know how fast matter is. I don't think you need to be sprinting at the sprint at the pace that you are. But I think he was wary of that defender just just on his shoulder that if he didn't go at, at full pace and that defender maybe catches up with him straight away and when the ball did come to his feet like the, the defender was really close but and and he only did go a fraction of a second it just yeah it just felt in real time you were like why are you running so fast Ronaldo? you are you gonna yeah. be offside and he obviously was a little bit but a fraction. just hold it a little bit yeah yeah, yeah just just millimeters
0: in it really yeah, sure. Brentford had a a good first five minutes, didn't they? And they moved the ball around. And, yeah. and even after United scored, there were some lovely touches. Ericsson was great.
1: Oh, wow. He yeah. was so and, good.
0: Yeah. He's definitely better player than Brentford level. No disrespect. Mm-hmm. Except for Thomas Frank, who's a dick. Um, lots <laughs> of disrespect. <laughs> lots there. But, yeah, he can definitely play at a higher level. I, I guess he's available for free in the summer. Someone could pick him up. Or, or maybe he feels a sense of loyalty to the... The club who gave him a chance but he he was really good uh, and but United were always dangerous I yeah think, and in that first half just Brentford didn't perhaps play with the, the kind of intensity that maybe they had in the first half of the season might be legs tired season catching up on them not quite as intense or playing away from home trying to play on the counter
1: a little bit more but uh Enjoyed that first half. But even lately though, they've been very good.
0: They have, their are former's better than United's, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think when Eric, since Ericsson joined they're one of the in the top four clubs in, in the country, in in the, right. in the Premier League. And obviously like tonight, it felt like the best performance, in my opinion, under Ranić. like and for it felt like a lot of the time, like I can't remember De Gea making a save but if he did, which is even against when we beat Burnley, like he he, he had to pull us out of um, trouble a couple of times, and we yeah. we looked like in trouble. But like today, it was the most comfortable I've seen us, and as an attacking threat, it looked like the best. It was like it's how like they just turned up for once.
0: Yeah, I didn't expect that when I saw the team, and I was like, oh god, what's, a, what's what is the point of that team? I mean, why play one thought the same
1: it thought exactly the same, yeah.
0: Yeah, I just uh, i didn't get i didn't get it to be honest. I was like, "There is nothing to play for." Actually, we'd probably have to lose two out of the the three remaining games to not get in the Europa League. Mm-hmm. And West Ham are obviously distracted with their semi finals, so you'd expect them to drop points as well. So, it just felt like a like nothing to lose scenario in order to play play a couple of kids. But yeah, uh, yeah, they surprised me with their, both both the application and the quality of the play as well.
1: I guess matter will always give us all, and playing someone like that is going to give you a little bit of a lift if you want a mentality lift. I guess, sure. But it just it just feels like, like you say, like it felt a little bit pointless to be playing Matic and and Matter in that game. Like it'd have been really nice to see Garn that show and hand the ball, or at least even come on. Like I don't really see why he brought Cavani on. What's he, what's that? He's going to say bye
0: to the crowd. It's a, it a farewell. And, and Phil Jones as well.
1: <laughs> so. But like Lingard's on there. who's a United boy who's not even getting a farewell. Is there something wrong there? Like, yeah, I don't know. I found that a bit weird. I was like, oh, I was, especially when the game gets to 3-0, all you want to see is the kids come on because it's, it makes it a it's lot true. more fun.
0: Phil Jones nearly scored late in the game. That would have been... Yeah. what the, the stadium would have gone mental for that. Or and that he tripped over and fell on his face was prob- probably <laughs> even more perfect, to be
1: honest. <laughs> yeah, the perfect metaphor.
0: Yeah, it, 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 so what did we had? We had Cavani definitely going, Phil Jones needs to go, although he's got another year on his contract, so that may be a problem. Jesse Lingard on the bench didn't come on. When matter, I'm sure he's leaving. Nemanja Matics, we got a, a good reception for a deeply mediocre Very good. player. Yeah,
1: that's what I thought as well, yeah.
0: Better than he deserved.
1: (laughs) I know, what's he done to deserve that? I mean, it's nice for the lad and all, but like, what's he done to deserve that? I know. It's like when when we used to, like, players like Carrick or whatever and Fletcher, like, used to come off towards the end of their career and they'd won loads of trophies at United. And they get a reception like that and you're like, yeah, yeah, fair enough, because you've been a bit underappreciated at your time at United. But, like, not Matic. I know. I mean, Garrick
0: had won five league titles and 400-odd games for United, so he deserved the reception.
1: Exactly. Uh,
0: uh. Nemanja Matic, in a way, it's not his fault that United spent £40 on him when his legs were already gone. But he's kind of symptomatic. I mean, there's, there's, to be fair, quite a lot of players who I've just named, plus Eric Bailly, who got a new contract for no reason, who are symptomatic of United's Mm -hmm. Woodward era. So, yeah, I guess it's not Nemanja's fault, but yes, very, very generous reception. And then when matters has got a, a, he got a cheer, but it was also in the middle of were people walking out, plus a goal just happened. I think he, he, did he go off just after the Varane goal or just before? I can't remember.
1: I think it might have been just after, yeah. Just
0: after, yeah. So, yeah, Pete Boyle was trying to lead the walkout, which was... Not very successful, unsurprisingly, as much as the heart is in the right place there. It's not many people are going to be leaving just after United scored a goal and are playing well.
1: And the final game, of final home game of the season when we've yeah. had nothing to cheer all season as yeah, well. Yeah. Like, it's a tough one. Yeah,
0: a t- tough one to put. I think the history of the past 17 years under the Glazers has told us it's very hard to coordinate fan action. Because the glazers sell the the drug that we all want. <laughs> right. So yeah, exactly. It, it's yeah. hard to go cold turkey on that one as much as you're mm-hmm. angry about being addicted. So yeah. yeah I, I wasn't surprised that didn't work out. And like, I'm sitting here in front of a microphone not trying to coordinate the action, so I'm not trying to be holier than thou about it and pretend I, I could have done anything better or anything like that. But yeah.
1: No. Yeah, it's a tough one.
0: And then what was the third goal? Third goal.
1: Varan from the Varane corner. Varan
0: from the corner.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nice to see uh, him score. He got one disallowed earlier in the season, didn't he? And He did. It's been a super frustrating season for Varan for for United fans with Varan and and sure I'm sure for Varan himself. Like I think I said on this pod when I was first on it I was always a little bit suspicious about the signing of Varan like if Real Madrid thought he was still that good, like why are they getting rid of him? And he, ha- I think he has looked good mostly this season when he's played. It's just he's not played enough. And we've had these yep. centre backs for like Bay always injured, Phil Jones obviously always injured, like Chris Smalling always seemed to be injured, Johnny Evans seems to be, like our centre halves for whatever reason just seemed to be brittle. And even yeah, like yeah. Rio and Vidic towards the end of their careers, like they be- they became pretty brittle. And we need... it. We we need Varane to be 100% because the rest of our center offs obviously aren't very good.
0: Yeah. Well, he's going to get a summer off and hopefully... I mean, I, I do think the injuries, the, the injuries he had started to get at Real Madrid played a part in them not offering the kind of contract that he wanted. And then for his availability as a result so uh, I think a few commentators around Spain have said something similar that that yeah. came into the thinking so United got a deal for those reasons and yeah a bit like Edison Cavani not quite as bad with with Varane but a player you know that's high quality if you can get him on the pitch yeah yeah and yeah so I don't know exactly what will happen this summer but I think another centre-half is needed you can't no one's to trust Eric by Phil Jones just needs to restart somewhere else mm-hmm. and they're never going to get rid of Harry Maguire, not with the amount invested, not for at least another year anyway. And so, yeah, another centre-half will be... I, I imagine they'll bring one in.
1: Yeah, we'll have have. What
0: have to. What is logical with United and what actually happens are two different things, aren't they?
1: Well, that is true because, I mean, I, I I say we have to bring in a centre-half right now. I feel like we can say that about a lot of positions right now, can't we really? <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess we don't need another number 10 because Juan Matter's there. Sign him up to a new contract. Give him, give, that's If exactly Edward Wood right. was here, if Edward Wood was still in charge, ink would be on the paper, five-year contract. They'd be
1: building the team around Juan Matter. They would.
0: They'd be building statues.
1: Statues, yeah. It'd be called the Wanford
0: End or something. So
1: <laughs> that's terrible.
0: <laughs> I wonder where Juan Matter will go because he's still a baller isn't he he's still got all the technical skills he still cares if he can just play somewhere a bit slower that's not as physical then then uh...
1: he's he's never had pace either he's always been kind of like a David Silver without the the agility and that's always been like his frustration throughout his United career really like we know he's excellent in tight spaces he's got the softest of feet he's super intelligent it's just his mind is so much quicker than his body and it always has been whereas like with David Silva his mind and his body could move at equal paces. True. And yeah, and that was kind of the difference and obviously that's why like David Silva played for Spain and Juan Mata was always the bench boy over there as well and why just for United obviously there are numerous reasons why players haven't looked their best at United obviously but Chelsea like he was amazing for one year but then as they tried to as Chelsea got better, he become, became a little bit more irrelevant there. And he's just always been a bit too slow for an elite Premier League side. But yeah. I think in Spain, even now, I'm sure it'd be good for a, for a lower-level team over there. Look at David Silva still doing it for El Sociedad.
0: Yeah, true. Yeah, maybe a move back to Spain for the final year or two of his career, will will suit.
1: Or MLS. It'd be like yeah. lightning in MLS. <laughs> no offense yeah. american listeners.
0: I think you can direct plenty of offense at MLS. It's uh <laughs> Hey, look, it's a it's we're on a tangent here. Uh, the things they are doing right is they are trying to build their league in a financially sustainable way, and they've taken a long time to grow. The expansion clubs are all in areas where they a lot of passion has come from the fans. And we saw Nashville yeah. open their new stadium this weekend pretty raucous atmosphere great crowds at atlanta even into miami get some good crowds with mighty phil neville in charge <laughs> of the team there i just they're just uh be- be- beckham was at the um, announcement of they've got planning permission to build their new stadium because they're in a temporary thing at the moment so they've done some good things so yeah they cap it off with uh, oh, oh. two years of one matter be perfect
1: uh, the Premier League could learn so much from MLS in so many different areas of the way it's run. Like, it, it 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 is so forward thinking in so many ways, and I love like the almost socialist way that like that the the structure is run as well. Like, oh sure, I, I, yeah. <laughs> one of the reasons why I love American sports like NFL and MLB is because of that almost that socialist. It's so weird that they have like a socialist kind of sporting structure in a country which is basically capitalism on steroids but it works so well and like football over here could learn so much from that which is weird saying really yeah it is
0: um, uh, Inter Miami who I mentioned were one of the few to breach the very tight financial controls they have and they got a big fine and restrictions on their squad and their wage cap and so on as a result and of course there's no relegation which helps it, I mean, it really boosts yeah. the valuations. There's some. I mean, you could buy a Premier League club for. And a really good one for the valuations put on some of the um, MLS size. And the the finances aren't anywhere near this because the Premier League US contract is like 10 times bigger than MLS draws in TV money. So, anyway, there's. Uh, the, Long long tangent there, but it would be fun to see wan matter over here. Not that I watch a lot of MLS. I did go to the pub and watch the Seattle Sounders' first leg of the CONCACAF Champions, Champions League
1: Champions League, final. yeah. Yeah, yeah and they came back from 2 nil down
0: with a couple of you know, dodgy VAR penalties, I'd say. 98th minute,
1: last minute so, penalty, yeah, was it? It was,
0: yeah. yeah, and I think the second leg's coming up this week. Anyway, <laughs> you got anything? what else can we say about this game? Apart from, it was good in United 1. Only the third victory in the past 12. Go back to Can
1: we Should we sign him? Yeah. Like, was, was, I he mean, a, was, is he a player who would fit into Ten Hag's system? He, is, he used to be an Ajax boy.
0: Yeah, he... I mean, let's see. If Ten Hag played a four-three-three, he could play on the left side of the three in midfield or the left side of the the forward line. It's where you play Bruno with him would be the question.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: But left side in midfield is—I mean, we need a creative player in there since Pogba will almost certainly be leaving. It would be yeah. not a long-term signing, but a two-year plus one freebie. T- freebie. Yeah. If he if he would like to come, or maybe yeah. he looks at United and thinks. Nah, it's all right. I've got stability here at Brentford.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although
0: Brentford's yeah. second season, you yeah, worry for that's... them if Eriksson leaves. Yeah, just given thanks. the history of what tends to happen. But... Yeah. So yeah, he's a very good player. Eriksson clearly at a still at a very high standard. Just some beautiful balls
1: played today. Yeah, like that one in the first minute, like you said, and that that wonderful cross in the second half. Of the toe, I think. A lot of the balls to to to, to Tony, and that sec- one in the second half from the free kick where to, Tony peeled off at the back post. Right. I, I feel like to, Ivan Tony's done that
0: move a few times, and it just yeah. he just bends the run, and no one seems to pick him up. He yeah. tried to put his laces through one where the instep would have done much mm. better.
1: Tony w- wasn't great tonight, and they were, I thought they were quite blunt going forwards. Like, and I I, I guess it's expected more. It just felt like. It felt like almost like a testimonial at times, like with the way we played, and we do this even on the runic, like play. Where we can make these smaller teams look quite poor for stretchers. I don't know if it's the big pitch we can just knock the ball around at will, but I I just I don't know. I expected Brentford to come with more intensity today, and it just made they just made it a little bit easy, United. But also, I think we should maybe give credit to United. I don't give it, give credit to United for, mo- for uh, enough, I guess. But like, we did move the ball fast, we moved it quick, we we seemed to have a little bit of intensity about the game, especially early on. And maybe we just did play well today. And and maybe I'm maybe a bit harsh on Brentford for saying they didn't have the intensity. Maybe they just couldn't step it up today.
0: Yeah, I I was surprised they weren't. Quite as intense, and United would uh, every time they moved the ball quickly, Brentford struggled with that. Mm. And, and I, I thought there were times when United were playing the ball a bit, just a bit too slow, and could have shut the game down earlier. Um, because you know, Ronaldo did well to win his penalty and and then score a goal off the set piece. So it could have been, it could have been, could have felt tighter than it really should have been, given the how much of the ball United had and and how much yeah. better I think United were, but. Yeah, Sur- surprised Brentford didn't come up with more. It- expected them to give us a-, a difficult time. Norwich gave United a difficult time at Old, Old Trafford recently. So, yeah, didn't happen. Maybe they just they've lost some of their intensity. Now they're perfectly safe. We'll be playing Premier League again. Haven't got anything else to play for. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, there's a game coming up at the weekend, I believe, against Brighton, the home of the post-final whistle penalty.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> still <laughs> the greatest piece of VAR ever. That was a beautiful uh, moment. One. Yeah, what, what are your thoughts on Brighton? They they thrashed Wolves recently, didn't they?
1: Yeah, I f- feel like Brentford. They've been in pretty good form, but well, better form than Brentford, even beating Tottenham and and Arsenal both before this weekend where they obviously beat Wolves. And I think all season they've actually been pretty decent. They've just struggled for goals like they did last year. Moe pays what's called four or five goals. Yeah. I scored a couple more than that. But like, yeah, I'm surprised that they didn't sign a striker in last summer or at least in January or something because I feel like with a proper striker, they'd be a really good side. And Graham Potter has done... I wouldn't say wonders at that club because they were obviously doing pretty okay under Hugh Yeah. Before that, they weren't. Didn't look like they were in trouble of uh, going down. But he has taken them, I think, to to another level as as the best of the rest below. Yeah. The- uh,
0: they've obviously had a lot of investment. Tony Bloom's mm-hmm. uh, a sort of benevolent dictator. The the best model for <laughs> uh, a football club, by you know. And, and look, if he did a Mel Morris, Mel Morris, former owner of Derby, or still. Still, the owner of Derby for the time being, for for the next couple of days, anyway, and and just walked away. Brighton would be fucked. Mm-hmm. They just wouldn't be able to sustain the, the same level. But he's happy to put the money in. He's a Brighton fan that's helped them get a lovely new stadium and and a very good team. And I guess the choice would be to do you dump another fifty or sixty million on a really top quality striker in order to try and push for European places and risk your financial stability for that? Mm-hmm. Or do you accept that you are building slowly and you're essentially doing better than your status as a football club,
1: historical status anyway? That is always the thing. And they have been very smart with some of the signings, like Inoka and Wepu, Mwepu, who's actually not played too much this season. He is, He's awesome. I saw him a lot at Salzburg and Liefering Leif- right. before that. He's awesome. Um, he's getting better against Arsenal. He was super, super good. And Kuka Rea at left back is really, really impressive. Like they sign and even players like Trossard have been there a while. Like it, Potter has seemed to have made those players better. And the new sign is that they've signed more often than not have been really good. Like, they, are, they are a really well-run football team. And and I guess with like Dan Ashworth's gone now, isn't he? He's gone to Newcastle.
0: He's gone Newcastle, yeah. Turned the to be money, in,
1: yeah. It's going to be interesting, to, I guess, to see how they change. But they're going to be really tough on Saturday, and I imagine is would that be their last home game of the season? Yeah, it might be.
0: They're away to Leeds on the final day, so yeah. Okay, you're, cool. So yeah, they're game.
1: going to be big up for it. It's going to be a really tough one. You'd almost put them favourites to be honest. Their form they're in, United away from home and not good, and yeah, they're they're a decent side.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Super Danny Welbeck didn't score against Wolves, but he had a good game. Apparently, didn't see it, but apparently he played well. So, yeah. will he come back to haunt us again? Still haven't forgiven him for going wild with his celebration when he scored against us for Arsenal.
1: Oh well, was, Yeah, I think a couple of times. Yeah, uh,
0: producer old producer Tom has a Danny Welbeck pillow cover that he goes oh, to sleep no. with every
1: night. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Rich giving iteration. out secrets here. I hope it's the United yeah. one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the what for Danny Wilber? No. <laughs> oh, God. Poor Danny. Mm-hmm. Much,
0: much maligned. Yeah. Uh, his Phil Jones boxer shorts aren't so good. I don't rate those. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, tough game, I imagine for United. We all default to what we've just had, our you know, most recent experience, don't we? So our most recent experience was good. So maybe United will be able to carry that on, but it just doesn't seem to happen, you know, too often and not in succession. So yeah. Have, have yeah. we won three games in a row this season yet? I can't remember. So
1: surely so I, we must have. Surely.
0: <laughs> you say surely but I'm not sure. True. Anyway, there is an opportunity to do that, close out the season with a couple more victories.
1: Yeah, and if we play like we did today, then I don't see why that couldn't happen. It's just, it's like you say, we we don't seem to string those game results together and on a smaller pitch away from home, like the intensity that Brighton will play with will be a lot higher than Brentford's, like, the, the the circumstances aren't similar to what today's circumstances are, and the the fact that Brighton are a better team is also, will also play into that. It's, it sounds ridiculous because we're going away to Brighton, but I'm not confident again.
0: Yeah, and I wonder what kind of team he'll play i can't imagine what have we got we've got four or five days i suppose Wayne matters little legs could could be <laughs> up for another team another game four or five days there's, there's two weeks off after that basically yeah because uh i don't know why they just uh way the fixtures have fallen Cup final weekend and all of that
1: i guess you don't want to risk um, on that chain before the youth court final
0: well that's right that's his uh priority yeah. biggest game I mean, of the season maybe get a yeah, 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 he scored a goal at the weekend actually for the under eighteen, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, he yeah, yeah. Liverpool, Super was it? yeah
1: yeah 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 I Yeah, want. nice
0: finish with his right foot. Yeah. Mm. So I I imagine there'll be some changes. I don't know exactly what I can't imagine Cristiano will accept being dropped for Cavani or anything like that. So uh, no. he will he will be in the team and looking for his twenties fourth goal of the season? I'm trying, trying to remember how many it is now. So. Yeah,
1: I think he needs four to chase down. Is it Salah who's top of the top scorer? <laughs> the thing is, you wouldn't even put it past him to be honest. Like, today he could have scored a couple more.
0: Yeah, he's a phenomenal goal scorer. Put aside all the other stuff for a moment, He's just he knows how to ball, put the ball in the back of the
1: net and he's very hungry to do that. And the more he plays like today, the more you think that the, the talk that Ten Hag is going to have to have with him I, I almost it, putting his ego aside for the minute like I, I would love I think the the best thing you could maybe want for Ten Hag would be just go in there and say and to I guess show him who's boss like if you are going to stay at, like, if Ronaldo if you are going to stay at this football club you're going to have to accept a lessened role for games this season like you're going to have to fit into my system and you're going to have to play a certain way. And if Ronaldo accepts that, then I think having Ronaldo next season would not be a problem at all. If he didn't have to play every single game and he he wasn't having a strop when he got taken off and he didn't throw his arms up in the air in, in every single game and he played to exactly where Ten Hag wants him to and he's not dropping deep, he's not dropping wide and stuff. But the problem is, like, it's the personality more than... The, just the actual ability that he has it is the thing that has to be taken into account here, which is the real tough thing.
0: It, yeah, it's the whole package. And the fact that there's going to be a big reset, and including new manager has a certain style of football that can't really be played. And there's, there's definitely, for all the goals Ronaldo brings you, if he's in the team... It's definitely a trade-off that has to be made and it, it'd be interesting to see whether Ten Hag wants to make that trade-off or whether Ronaldo does too. Yeah. Whether there are other opportunities at a club in the Champions League because I'm not sure he wants to grace the Europa. Maybe he does. It's not a competition. He's never played He's it before
1: so why not? <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. You the yeah.
1: trophy to win. Exactly. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah
0: something like that (laughs) well we'll see it's speculation season isn't it so that's going to start ramping up big time now there's basically nothing to play for
1: yeah nothing Uh, else to talk about
0: yeah there really isn't should we talk about snooker yeah amazing is is he a united fan i think he is is he Uh, i
1: don't know to be fair i don't know enough about him uh, whatever yeah
0: I don't know, I always feel a bit funny about talking about transfers because it's just, it's not based on anything. It's just not based on anything real. And it seems to be the the one area of journalism where disinformation is positively encouraged.
1: And if you, even if you're like super well sourced and like, I don't know, you're told by a certain party who's really close to the transfer that, oh yeah, it's looking really likely it's going to happen. Right. So much is dependent on So many different people that, yeah, even if you get told it like to 99% sure, like to 99% sureness that this is gonna happen or it's looking likely to happen, there's like so many things that could go wrong. So, like, it's oh god, yeah, you know, you you could have it all agreed by
0: everyone, players sat in the car park waiting for it to the contract to come out, that kind of thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. like Like, the
1: journalist could be. It doesn't, isn't necessarily lying. He's being told like all the, like this perfect information, but it's put obviously yeah. just from one side or whatever. Like it's, it just, yeah, mind numbing to be honest. I used to really enjoy it when I was a little bit younger, but the more I kind of, I guess, learned about that side of the game and it's more just, oh gosh, I'll just realise what, I'll just wait till the moment it's like announced on Twitter or whatever.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's generally how I feel. I, I did think it was fitting and this is, a bit dark but that that Mino Rai- Raiola denied that he had died from his hospital bed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was mean, yeah, just like the source of so much transfer speculation and/or and or news and then of course he did die which Paul Pogba took a while to talk about that in any socials he, and then he, he released a sort of montage of clips of photos yeah. of him with uh, Raiola on Instagram Ob- obviously close I'd say it seemed like it
1: it seemed like, yeah, like all the players were super close to him. I mean, he must have had a lot about him to, to be able to pull in the names that he did. Like Matthias the yeah. wrote a really heartfelt message about him, like saying we weren't like similar in types of people, but you did so much for me. It almost sounded like he loved him, like genuinely loved him.
0: Well, he went he went to war for his clients.
1: Exactly. And I think that's the line that he he used. You protected me and you you were the bad guy for me. And yeah, he was definitely deemed a bad guy. But I think that you're almost like in the way that Fergie used to protect his players or whatever. Like he did that to, to an incredible degree, which meant so many people hated him in the world of football, including Fergie as well.
0: Yeah, Fergie hated him. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: There you go. Yeah. It def- it definitely um, was a weird thirty minutes on the timeline when it was announced yeah. that he died, and then he denied it. <laughs> anyway, he it was announced that he died, and then there was a lot of people, basically with some kind of format of well, good riddance sort of thing mm. <laughs> in the Twitter sphere, and then it was denied, and then a lot of people gloating about how the press had got it wrong. Very, very strange, 30 minutes to an hour. Um, Ten Crady but...
1: was right at the forefront as well, wasn't he? He and banned he himself
0: put... from Twitter after that, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, and then he came out of the unbanned himself when he died again, so... He
0: was like, oh, yeah. oh I was right, I was...
1: <laughs> exactly, yeah. I foresaw this. Uh, yeah, yeah, I broke the news first, mate. This happened to be two <laughs> days
0: early. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> there will be someone somewhere with a Ferguson obit in the CMS already written i imagine mm. yeah such is the race to to be there first yeah anyway this t- took a dark turn this <laughs> pod didn't it <laughs> it farewell Mino no raiola farewell about 10 united players some of whom were on the pitch tonight and we'll, we'll see uh, a couple other games to to pay their farewells to the traveling fans as well so
1: yeah that's true
0: all right guess that's it
1: yeah lovely all, all right game
0: see you all next week listeners Uh, no bonus content this week we'll do some at the weekend and yeah have a good one